Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 Plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to Parklandia from iHeartRadio. This is a podcast about national parks and life on the road in an RV. I'm Brad Kerouac, and normally I co-host this show with my husband, Matt, but I'll be taking the lead on today's episode. You may notice that this week we sound a little different. I'm recording from our RV, and in this episode, you'll be hearing quite a few phone calls. And here is why that is. As you probably know, coronavirus and the disease it causes, COVID-19, are keeping people sheltered in their homes. It's caused massive disruptions across the country, and has made a lot of people very sick, and has even caused some deaths. Like I said, you probably know all of that. One thing you may not know is how it impacts people who are on the road full-time, like Matt and myself, and countless others across the country. Over the weekend, RV parks and campgrounds began shutting down, turning away campers and evicting people. When this news first went through the community of full-timers and van lifers, it created a lot of uncertainty. We didn't know how we were gonna be displaced, or where we were gonna be displaced. So we're going to talk about that with some of the folks who have been affected and others who are trying to help. The first person I heard from is Sean Miller. He's a fellow listener and a newfound friend who we've connected with over our Parkland Rangers Facebook group. Sean had been staying at a campground in New Mexico when the RV park gave him the news he couldn't extend his stay. Before we go into the details on this call, we want you to know that the state of New Mexico did not shut down all of their RV parks. But in the moment of this call, Sean just read the signs that were posted on the RV park doors from the health department, and that is the message he received. Seeing these official notices on the doors of this RV park was scary, a very scary situation to be in. Sean is okay, and you will hear him say New Mexico RV parks are all closed throughout the state, but we found out later that day through research that that was not the case. We were simply just getting ready for a listener trivia game that we were hosting over the weekend when we found ourselves on this call with Sean. Hey, this is Brad. Hey, Brad, it's Sean Miller. Hey, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm freaking out. I just got kicked out of my RV park, so uh, I was on the phone with some people this morning. So what's going on? Um, well, I just I just found a place to stay, luckily, but New Mexico is shutting down all RV parks not allowing any new residents and not allowing current residents to extend their current reservations. So, you know, my reservation was uh, through tomorrow. So, um, yeah, needless to say, I I know, uh, needless to say, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it down to you in Houston, unfortunately. No, of course, of course. I mean, right now you got to just see where you're at and where you can go. Um, so where are you headed 
have you figured that out? I have my, my funny enough, my dog sitter that's been watching my dogs this week, uh, offered to put me on her land. So, um, I think that's going to work at least for a few days. Well, that's good. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. the, I mean, that's like our worst fear, right? I mean, people are just <laughs> scrambling right now trying to figure out yeah. where, what to do and where to go. And, um, are you still pretty settled with your yeah. plans in Houston? Yeah, so we're actually be extended here um, to make sure that we're not uh, to just see what's going on in the next couple of weeks because yeah, that's probably you smart. Got to be safe, right? I mean, exactly what you're going through right now is something that we don't want to go through, um, and so we're trying to <laughs> yeah. make sure before we go out and start traveling that we can do it re- responsibly. I mean, not saying that you weren't so. Uh, so you said you have a place to stay the next couple of days? I do, yeah. So I'm uh, very lucky, but uh, also feeling a little bit more relaxed than when I woke up this morning. So <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I couldn't imagine. Like, did they just come and knock on your door and say, hey, it's time to get out? Or, like, how did they? No, did they, they didn't actually oh. say anything. They just hung a sign on the office saying park closed. So I went in there today to talk with them, and that's when they told me that they wouldn't be able to extend it. But they just put that sign up like two days ago. So if I had gone in three days ago, <laughs> I probably could have extended it. Wow, that is uh, yep, that's crazy. It is what it is. And uh, you know that's the the uh, problem with this this lifestyle is there's not always those protections for us um, for people that are living in their RV traveling. Uh, you have to go through a lot of loopholes and, you know, we just have to adapt. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's part of this lifestyle that people don't understand. And we all know it in the back of our mind, but we're like, nothing big's ever going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then something big happens and we just have to figure out what to do. So that's the, um, crazy part. And somehow we always do figure it out. I mean, I love yes. the RV community because of that, right? We all come together. So Sean is lucky that he was able to make other living arrangements when his campsite shut down. Not everyone is that lucky. One person who caught wind of this problem early on was Chris Comer. Chris is someone who started full-timing about a year ago. and now is staying just outside of his business instead of traveling throughout the country. Chris took to Facebook to try to help van life and full-time campers who are displaced find homes during this situation. So I hopped on the phone with him and here is his call. Um, so I see that you started a Facebook group uh, for displaced RV t- and full timers. Um, what what, uh, what made you do that? So um, I grew up on a, a small lake in Arkansas uh, that's ran by the Corbett Nears. And recently, you know, the, I think it was Wednesday, we got notification that they were shutting the campgrounds down as of tomorrow, I believe okay. that, you know, anybody that was there had to be, had to be out. They were going to lock the gates. They were shutting utilities off. And I posted that in the escapers Facebook group. Um, and the, the comments and the responses to that were, I realized a lot of places are shutting down a lot of the state parks, a lot of the public use lands that uh, a lot of people depend on to park their, their RVs. And uh, kind of put two and two together with, you know, I have a lot of friends that, that own restaurants or other businesses that are being closed to the public um, and just felt like there was there was going to be space of there's space available. It may not be ideal, uh, but, you you know, we've, we've got a lot. We've got a large full time RV community, oh, um, yeah. you know, and so I was trying to just be think about creative places that people could go if the, the places they typically depend on are no longer available. Absolutely. And I think that displaced nomads and full-time RVers relocation resource is going to be super important um, to full-timers and van lifers out there. Um, now you have this pretty structured and I loved uh, seeing that. And so basically what I saw was in your about section, you have strict rules um, because they need to be followed because it really helps people understand what is needed. So I, I threw this Facebook group together pretty quick. I was home for lunch, you know, and just uh, had, a, had an hour and a half or so to, to spend on it. 
And another gentleman came along uh, with a lot of experience with Facebook groups, Richard Dean Starr. He's, and he's been phenomenal in creating the formats and the subgroups of, of the group. And he, he really helped me see how important that format was. Um, and so we've had a lot of people get frustrated over it. But the, the point of it is, is within a group, Facebook has created a search engine by going up to the search bar. And so if we keep posts to very concise, pertinent information, it, it makes that search feature super, super powerful. So basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to point this out, though. Um, so if you go to this Facebook group, it's a public group. It's, uh, so far, I've seen people with amazing response. Um, people that are saying, hey, we have our land open. Uh, give us a call. You know, we this is what we need. Um, can anybody help? And I love that uh, because right now during this time, that's what people need. So I think this is a fantastic resource. Along with, uh, if you've ever heard of campadium.com, they have a blog and they're um, updating uh, daily the uh, closures by states, by counties, um, by cities, you know, to make sure that people are getting the best um, resources out there. Um, so I think the two of these combined is going to be a great resource for a lot of people that are looking um, for where to go, what to do. Um, luckily, Matt and I, we're in Houston right now and we're uh, at an RV park and it's uh, completely fine at the moment. We have a space until the first, um, unless we need to extend. Um, but there's a lot of our followers that don't have that. So the resource that you're providing is, um, is amazing really. So your current situation, you're fine. You've got room, you've got space for yourself and your family's taken care of. I do. We, we, um, bought our first RV, uh, right at a year ago and moved into it shortly thereafter full time. Uh, I've owned a brick and mortar business for about 16 years. And so we, we are parked at the business. Uh, it's taken a little longer to, to, to close this business down than I had anticipated. So, yeah. you know, at, at the moment, there's been frustrations about that along the way, but today I feel blessed to not have to worry about where I got to go tomorrow, you know? The Facebook group Chris Comer set up once again is displaced nomads and RVers. And we'll have a link to that in our show notes. We are fortunate to have folks like Chris providing a forum for people to share resources. For those who aren't living on the road, it may be hard to imagine the impact that these shutdowns can have. It's not just simply losing a parking space. It's so much more complex than that. To give you an idea of just how disruptive this is, I spoke with Megan McNichol. She is my cousin and is also a van lifer. She was in San Francisco and all of this was unfolding and thankfully she is not there anymore and we'll get into that, but let's get into our conversation. Hey, Megan, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Um, thank you so much for joining me on this call. Um, we are talking about RV and van living and the current situation of COVID-19. And I'm so glad that you decided to join us today. Yeah. Thanks for, for asking me to be a part of this. Absolutely. So when you were living in San Francisco doing the van life movement, um, you were telling me that you, what's your normal routine? Like, how do you shower? What do you, where do you get your internet from? What are, what are your normal routines throughout your day? Yeah. So, um, I have a gym membership, um, and that's where I do my showering. Um, I also, um, do not have a fridge right now. Um, in the process of, uh, doing my own build. So I have to go to the grocery store daily, um, in order to be able to eat like fresh and uh, also to stock up on water um, because my water system right now is is homemade. <laughs> yes. So I get um, like two gallon and five gallon jugs or um, water refills from grocery stores as well. Um, and so one of the first things that happened for me is um, all the water was uh, gone. So oh. along with all the hand sanitizers and toilet paper, um, my ability to get water was gone. And then, um, I go to coffee shops, uh, daily okay. for, uh, my internet service. So that, um, when they started closing, uh, the gyms and, 
um, stores and restaurants and things like that, my ability to um, stay connected and to shower daily, um, those things went away. And uh, so what the, the major impact for me uh, to decide to leave um, San Francisco was when the cruise ship uh, decided to dock there. And they were predicting that the cases were really going to surge. And I just didn't want to be in a place uh, that was, you know, high risk. And I had the ability to leave. Uh, So I figured that that was just kind of the smartest decision for for my well-being, considering I didn't have any access to any public places anymore. Wow. That's just, that's a lot to go through in a matter of days. Because, I mean, it's like, not even days, probably felt like hours because of how fast everything was uh, developing. And it's just been hectic for everybody right now. And uh, I'm really glad that you are back safe with family. Um, I know from talking to other family members, they're happy that you're back and that you're safe. Um, But just to hear about those daily routines and how they're impacted by such a thing, you know, as our viewers and full uh, van lifers, we, we kind of prepare for these situations um, in the back of our head because you have to, you're forced to, because the way that we move throughout the United States um, changes on a daily to weekly basis. And so you always have to be ready to adapt. Um, luckily for Matt and I, we do have a full fridge um, and we were able to go to the grocery store and stock up. And we have water from tap um, that's filtered through our filter process. And we have a, a enclosed shower and those kind of, amenities that a lot of people have but in the full-time van life movement a lot of people don't have because they are currently working on building them out like you are so you're going through that transition of building those out right about how long did it take you to get to san francisco to where you are now uh so i actually moved to san francisco in february um and uh, I was looking for, I work in the restaurant industry, so I was looking for um, that type of employment. Um, and I have been following the news pretty closely because I was watching like election stuff and how that was all unfolding, which is when the coronavirus um, news started coming out. So I had been paying attention to it um, pretty consistently and um had been weighing my options pretty early on. So um, I decided to leave um, uh, San Francisco area before they went into the um, stay in place and the lockdown and and all of those things. And fortunately, I do have um, family support. So I'm able to do things like stay with my sister uh, where I've been for a week. And then I'm also considering uh, going back to the Midwest where, um, where my mom lives uh, so that I can, um, you know, be able to have the support of family to, to stay with what, until, you know, I have access to the gym and to, you know, uh, daily resources in the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. And, you know, even with that, you have to plan on how to get there and when's the right time to do that. Yeah. So just because you're in a safe location now doesn't mean that your planning stops. And that's what a lot of people I don't think understand uh, within the full-time and van life movement is that you're consistently planning and organizing your trips, your routes, your activities, um, fuel stops to water stops, restroom breaks. um, And there's so much involved within that. Right. Or like gas stations, like are they going to be open? Am I going to be able to hit enough of them to travel across the country? Like that's an, or, you know, our state's going to go into lockdown where maybe it's not okay for me to be traveling, you know, through them. And I want to be mindful of, you know, everyone's fears and, you know, I've been rather self quarantined. Um, and I, I don't have the virus as far as I know. Um, but I just, you know, I want to reduce any fears by um, not coming into contact with other people and, you know, just having them have that fear of does she have it or also to get it from someone else. Absolutely. Yeah, especially because, like, there's a lot of small towns right now that are stopping public and private camping. And that's just because their hospitals don't have the resources like the bigger cities do. Um, 
and the the thing with these shelter in place yeah. is good, but when you shut down things like public and private camping, it displaces a lot of people, and they have to then travel through these small towns to get back to a safe space, much like your house. Um, uh, we've been talking to people about um, they're opening up to their friends. Um, there are lots of land um, and things like that. So it's just one of those things that we're all trying to figure out how to do this with social responsibility. Um, and that's including to right. not take away that fuel, that bread from a small town, that toilet paper from a small town. So for those people that don't have family to go to right now, um, try to rely on some friends. Um, if you're having troubles, there's resources out there. We're going to be posting them on our Parklandia Facebook um, and our Parklandia Rangers Facebook group. Um, so that way you have those resources. And Megan, I really appreciate you coming on and telling your story today because it's going to help people make these decisions and help them move um, where they need to to protect themselves and others uh, while they find themselves in these sim- similar situations. Yeah, definitely. And thank you, Bradley. I, I love seeing this. Like, this is what we need right now in our society is to see that there's caring, compassionate people who who do want to help others. And there are ways for us to reach out and to and to be connected in these uncertain times and see that there is love and there is compassion. And, and that's how we get through things like this. So thank you, Bradley, for, for everything that you're doing for this community. That was Megan McNichol. You're listening to Parklandia. We'll be back in just a moment. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Brad Kerouac, and this is Parklandia. In today's episode, we're talking to folks living in the full-time and van life communities and about how they're being affected by the coronavirus outbreak and the resources that are in place for them. My next call is with Jason Epperson. When I caught up with him, he was at a private campground just outside of Sedona. And here is our call. I'm Jason Epperson. I am the uh, one of the editors at RVMiles.com. Uh, and with my wife and I, we, uh, we're full-time travelers. And we host the RV Miles podcast where we talk about our travels and what's going on in the RV industry. And we host uh, the America's National Parks podcast, which is sort of a storytelling history uh, type show. And uh, the Sea America podcast, which is, uh, which is similar in, in, in scope to the America's National Parks podcast, but it's about sort of 
American road trip destinations like uh, Carhenge. Where are you guys at? Are you guys uh, in a good place we or something? We're in Arizona. We were at a private campground uh, just for the week uh, when all this started to happen. And uh, we decided to add, uh, uh, just go to a monthly rate. So we're just kind of pulled up here near uh, near Sedona. Yeah. Have you have you found any like uh, resources yet uh, for um, like news relating to RV closures and campgrounds and national Yeah, parks? yeah, I've got several uh several good options um a lot of them uh as far as closures go there's there's a couple websites uh that have been tracking very closely um campendium and uh and uh, uh rootless living is doing a, an excellent job of it um rootless as living. Well. that's a good one i'll have to write that down yes they're a new uh they're a new magazine uh it's an actual print magazine for um, for anybody that it's not just RVers, but anybody who's sort of, you know, digital nomad type person. Um, but they, so they've been tracking closures, but they've also created a, a resource. It just, uh, they just launched it, but it, and, and it's just starting to populate, but it's, a um, basically a, a listing page, uh, where campgrounds can put, uh, you know that the that they have availability and that they do long term stays uh, for anybody that's displaced right now that uh, they have openings and and such. Um, so that's really good. Um, I'm also I've uh, just uh, for our episode of RV Miles that released today. I interviewed um, a woman named Gigi Stetler who is uh, who runs this nonprofit called the RV Advisor. She oh, also yeah, runs an RV dealership. Yeah, yeah. So they're in Florida, um, but she, her, so she, she owns a dealership, but she also has this nonprofit. And what they're doing is basically she's uh, taking all the used inventory on her lot and offering it up for um, for first responders, for uh, for uh, healthcare workers anybody that uh, might need it, but also, uh, also anybody that's, you know, homeless or, or, or can't get back to their RV and stuff. And so they're doing that in Florida, but then she's also creating a network uh, across the country, getting other dealers uh, in on it um, to, to help. And she's also, uh, if people uh, are, are at home and have their RV and are willing to loan it out, um, she's also, creating resources where you can loan it out for uh, not only for workers, but people that need to be quarantined and then uh, they'll pay uh, the average daily rental rate to you. So if you're somebody that's lost your job and you still have this RV and you, you know, you need to pay your uh, loan on it and stuff, you can, you can loan it out and they'll pay you for it. And then they have a two week process where they clean it and sanitize it and everything. So, Wow. There's a few different things going on out there. Oh, of course. I mean, Campendium, I was talking to them a little bit about what they're trying to do. Um, Escapees RV Club, they're trying to do um, lobbying. Um, Truck Campers uh, com or truckcampermagazine.com has created a petition. Um, I've seen National Park Traveler there talking about the national park closures. and It's just amazing, all these resources that are out there. And right now I'm trying to consolidate them all into one area so people can get their, the news that they need. Exactly. Yeah. I've been talking with, um, a couple of the, uh, the RV park associations in, in different States and they're, they're lobbying real hard to stay open. Um, uh, I, I know, um, that, uh, they, they've sort of been working together in the, these States that already have shelter in place, uh, going on or some version of it to, to stay open because there, there have been areas where private parks are closed. Like I know the Florida keys is completely shut down and they uh, have asked all, um, travelers and transient people to, to leave uh, a County at Presidio County, Texas has done the same Moab, Utah. So, um, and a lot of these parks are housing, traveling nurses and doctors and, uh, and 
oil field workers, you know, people that, uh, that are doing their jobs or, you know, there, there are like a million full-timers on the road too, but that, that pales in comparison to the number of snowbirds that are down in warmer climates that are, you know, looking forward to heading home somewhere. And, uh, and that route home is a little scary to a lot of them right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have, you have full-time workers, you have, um, like you said, you have the snowbirds, you have, um, you just have residents, livers, you van livers, people that live residents. Oh yeah. yeah. There's a lot of dangerous things going on and you know, you got to careful, but by uplifting all these people, it actually creates more panic, especially within our community. Exactly. Living. And it creates more travelers. It, it makes it, it's forcing people, a lot of these snowbirds that would be happy to stay where they are. Um, to, to make that journey back to Minnesota or Wisconsin or whatever from Florida and New Mexico and California. And it's not that so, like they're vetting uh, the people to see if they're sick. So when they go to that gas station, right. touch that pump, you know, so right. that's where it's scary. Right. It's just, yeah. And, w- and a lot of the, the parks are, are filling up because the private park, because the public parks are closing. Everybody is more, con- you know, there's more people combined to a smaller space. At a lot of a lot of private parks, but it's it's not terrible. It's just the the I I think these organizations like the Campground Association, if they can continue to do some lobbying to let the government know that hey, we're not just like a place where people come hang out and party. We're an essential service, and and call for a nuanced approach to closures. You know, I think if a state can say instead of saying we're closing all of our campgrounds today why not say you know if you're self-contained and you're already here you can stay in the park as long as you need to and we're not going to bring any new travelers you know or local people could come camp whatever it might be so everyone's in such unique situations that like they're trying to do a one-size-fit-all and it actually just makes it worse for everybody else uh yeah, a lot of you know, a lot of RVs. We forget a lot of the smaller RVs, the little teardrop trailers and stuff. A lot of them don't have a lot of vans, a lot of custom built vans. Stuff, a lot of them don't have bathroom facilities at all. And e- even if you're in a private park, the one we're staying in, they've closed the bathrooms. Um, now, if if they're they're doing an excellent job here, like if you had a special need like that, they'd they'd open one up for you or whatever. But uh, um, and I think private parks is weird because we're, we're generally, uh, state federal park type people. And we, we probably spend 10% of our time in, in private parks. And, you know, I, I think private parks are, are sort of the ones we're looking to now, and they're actually doing an excellent job of sort of figuring this out and closing their facilities, but keeping, uh, the place open for campers and cleaning, like at least this place is constantly cleaning everything. They've kept the laundromat open, but closed every, uh, every third machine to help keep people separated. And they've installed hand-washing facilities and hand sanitizer there. Yeah. So, Our RV park yeah. is doing a fantabulous job as well. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of credit that needs to go out to them. I also know that KOA is, is, uh, keeping a, you know, they've got 500 campgrounds. So they're, but they're, they're keeping a special webpage for the coronavirus open where they list the ones that are closed and there are only six that are closed right now, at least as the last time I checked yesterday. And, uh, and they're really trying to keep up to date on resources for, for people. They're allowing people to cancel without any fees and stuff like that too. Absolutely. And I think that that's the, uh, a great approach. And I, I was looking at that because uh, Matt writes for KOA's blog. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, I thought that that was excellent that they are sh- telling people how they're handling the situation, which will only help other RV parks. So even if you're an RV park owner, you can watch what the KOA is doing and that will help you protect your um, travelers. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sheltering in place right now, but <laughs> you know, and they're they're and they the parks are they really are all talking to each other, especially through their 
state associations and stuff and and looking to their state association to give them uh, advice and 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 those people are the ones that are sort of directly talking to the government and getting you know information about whether pools should be closed you know about whether restrooms should be closed that sort of stuff they're they're at least if they're members of a state association and from the few associations I've talked to they're trying to be a central resource and create a, a sort of network and filter that information down to all their member campgrounds. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Um, and just to, to keep on hearing that, that good news of like how people are trying to come together. Um, another one that I found uh, was displaced nomads and full-time RVers uh, relocation resource. It's a Facebook group that just started a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, I saw that. Good, yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, so I, I talked to him, uh, one of the people who started it a little bit earlier um, just to, to see what he was. And, you know, it's all just came from a genuine place of trying to help others. And I think that that's fantastic that there's that resource as well. Uh, and, you know, resources are popping up daily and by the minute <laughs> new things are coming up. And so I think it's, uh, it's safe to say that there's an amazing response to what's going on. So yeah. while we can all be scared yeah, you know, and nervous, there's a lot of great resources right. out there. Well, one of the interesting things too, though, is that I, I think this points to what, the, the issues we're having right now points to what uh, some of the major problems in the, in the campground industry. Like we don't, we don't have a hotels.com. We don't have an Expedia where, you know, you can go and book any hotel and, and compare rates and see what's available and that sort of stuff. And uh, I, I think that the, the, campgrounds would be wise to get on board with something like that in the future. So I was also one of the things I was talking to one of the uh, heads of uh, the, the head of the uh, Florida campground association was talking to me about how, you know, we're the, the RV parks are a place where people shelter, where people get away from natural disasters and we could still have, you know, tornadoes and hurricanes and, and all that sort of stuff during this pandemic, you know? So it's, yeah, it's real critical that we keep those lines of support available for when something doubles down on top of it. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you have to think about that. And, you know, I'm hoping that uh, people within our States and federal governments are starting to think about this because they're, um, they need to get that correct messaging out there and reassure the people of what what their decisions are and what um, yeah and yeah. how to implement and, them you know and they, why it, they're important that it, we it, keep it, RV parks open yeah and I know Pennsylvania had sort of retracted their order they so Pennsylvania's shelter in place order. Uh, restricted all hotels and campgrounds except for residential RV parks, but it didn't it didn't clearly say what residential uh, meant. Um, but the hotel association got them to back off of that um, a bit. So I think I think they're going to be open, and I know the RV industry association has been working on this as well. Um, but, uh, I, I think that got reverted. So we'll see what happens as more and more states do this because more and more states certainly will be, you know, going forward with shelter in place restrictions. And, and, uh, it's unfortunate that it's different in every state and, and you have to know what it means wherever you are. But I think that's just going to be the reality of it. You're listening to Parklandia. We'll be back in just a moment. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Brad Kerouac, and this is Parklandia. Of the many resources Jason discussed, I wanted to focus on Campendium.com, a dependable resource for full-timers. I spoke with Leah, who is the owner and founder, along with her husband, Brian. And here is our call. So what about, uh, what are you, what are you guys doing today? Uh, just working on campground closures. Yeah, it's, it's truly a constant stream of closures. Our percentage of campgrounds closed. So in the United States, we're at 9.72%. Okay. Well, that's, well, that's quite a bit. I mean, I'm sure like California and Utah are big hits on that. Um, yeah, all the state parks in California are closed. You know, the states, you know, the laundry list of state parks um, that are closed and all Army Corps engineer. Um, and then it gets a little more granular um, after that. Oh, yeah. I was looking at your, um, your resources, the COVID-19 resources on your website and what I love about it is that you have direct links to like the official websites of these announcements yeah, versus. Yeah. We don't feel like we could maintain the info. We're trying to maintain the information throughout the day, but you know, things are changing so fast. And then we'll also, we're, we'll, you know, be asking the community just as, as things, as they're telling us that places are closed, we hope that the community would also advise us once places are open. So, you know, it's been, it's been a great effort that, um, you know, many people involved in, in providing the information. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I'm really glad that, you know, it's, it's crazy how the community is coming together and just really working to give the best advice and resources available. Um, people are really using their, brains and resources to like find different ways to help. Um, right. Yeah. Well, it's, I think we all feel so helpless. So whatever, whatever we can do at this point, it's, you know, we can't control the situation at all. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. We realize it's yeah. all out of our hands and all we could do is just keep yeah. on being a good resource for each other. And I think that that's what's yeah. uh, important in the end of all this. But um, I did also want to ask you like what, um, what made you, um, start compendium. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, that's a big question. Uh, huge um, <laughs> um, yeah, so we actually, my husband and I started the site. So Brian, um, and myself started, um, compendium in, um, I guess 2012, we started the database, but that was, that came after, um, we had a, a different website, an earlier um, website that we started in our first Airstream that um, was for finding uh, brick and mortar poker. Because uh, we actually, our relationship started over a poker game. Oh, and a home poker game. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, um, it's a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, when we hit the road for the first time in 2005, we, um, you know, wanted to continue playing poker. But back in those like stone ages, um, they, you couldn't just Google, you know, whatever town you were in and then the word poker and expect to find all the results in the surrounding areas. You could only find the results in the town you were in. 
And, um, yeah, and so we would be camping in a location, um, you know, for a week and then move on and, and then drive by a casino. We're like, oh, we could have been playing poker. So I'm telling you how we started Poker Atlas instead of Campendium. But um, anyways, once uh, we actually sold that website, um, we literally, Brian worked on it for a year um, in the transition. But then the day he um, stopped working on it, he started working on the database for Campendium. And basically the reason was um, we had taken four years off between trailers. And when we got back on the road in 2011, we expected that, um, you know, things would have improved as far as finding places to camp and they hadn't. Yeah. We, you know, cause I always wanted photos and we needed to know cell service because of our work, um, you know, needed to be connected and there was nothing, you know, there was nothing. And, and Brian was like, well, we should do that. <laughs> you know, we could do it. Right. And then I was like, no way. I was like, you know how much work that is. And, um, and so basically, um, I was like, fine, you know, we'll set up the database for you. And if you fill this database with information, then we'll build a front end for it. And that's what he did. That is amazing. (laughs) I love that. How it all started off with rolling the dice to campground closures to make sure people get this resource. I mean, like, it's just, what I love is that you're really working on you're, you're working on something that I use. I use Campendium uh, for the last year and a half um, to kind of like get those exactly what you're talking about. And I love that. Yeah. And the closures, um, as far as uh, the, you know, virus related closures um, that we'll, we're adding um, filtering for that on the website on Monday and then the app should be a few days later, we'll have that updated as well to show closures. So that way um, you would be able to select, I only want to see campgrounds that are open right now because really who wants to click through and find a bunch of closed campgrounds? Nobody. So hopefully we've been able to give you enough resources here to keep you afloat wherever you are and wherever you are headed. So now you've made it to your destination. What now? For some advice on how to maintain your peace of mind during these difficult times, I called up Kayla Fanning, a business culture consultant and founder of Well Vocation, and she had some advice on how to not get too distant while we socially distance. So I just put out just a quick little list of tips that people can start with. Um, I think I put that out on uh, yesterday, actually, my brain is so muddled with what day what day it is but yes that was yesterday and you know it's like we've kind of all been convinced right now that we got to be refreshing the news every five minutes we've got to check our email uh, for the latest articles we're all getting inundated with all that stuff and so one of my first recommendations for people is take a media break um Yes, news is breaking all the time, but we really don't need to be stayed glued to it. And one of the things that happens when we do stay glued to it is it can send us into sort of a fight or flight state of mind. And I mean, that can lower our immune systems. That can make us feel more stressed. It can affect our our sleep, our overall well-being. And so that was just one of my first tips was take a media break, take at least three to four hours each day where you're not looking at your phone, turn the news off. As long as we're checking in, you know, at least a couple times a day and also checking in with our loved ones and FaceTiming and, and, you know, doing as much connectivity uh, via video conferencing as we can, we're, we're doing fine. I don't think that we need to be glued. So that was my one tip. And then I, I have a lot of people because I've always worked remotely and, you know, I know that y'all do as well in many ways. So a lot of people are just trying to figure out how do I work remotely? And so I'm, I'm kind of helping clients navigate, okay, well, if, you know, if you're not set up for this, how can you um, just create a little laptop desk space that is just yours and it feels right and it feels comfortable because a lot of us are spending our days, you know, in our PJs with our laptops, you know, on the sofa. And that might work for some of us, but it's not really the best workstation long term. I mean, even for a week, really, you know, and so I'm just encouraging people to really 
um, spend some time making a workspace that works for them. And that doesn't need to even require spending much money or going out, but just making something that is quiet and peaceful and organized. Um, so just those two things, I think if people can focus on just creating a safe, good environment where they're not constantly eating up the media, um, and then breathing exercises. I help a lot or of eating out of their candy through. dishes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I just, <laughs> yes, yes. I just read that um, like organic produce is down and pantry and sugary and flour-based products are up. And hello, people. Like if we're on a quarantine and trying to keep ourselves well, this is not the time um, by all means, like, you know, get your comfort food. I'm not saying that we just need to be eating kale 24 seven, but I literally just read that 30 minutes ago. And I, like, and I will no, literally please. attest that like, I've had two hot pockets. Those are like my emergency <laughs> things. And I've had two hot pockets today just cause I've been stressed. Oh, I get it. I get it. It's all about the balance. I totally get it. I had macaroni and cheese this weekend. I will admit. So yeah, by all means, like, you know, eat the comfort food, make the fun pizzas with your, with your kiddos, but, um, find, find the balance. And my dad just sent me a video of him, working out with paint cans because he didn't even get to go to academy before it closed down to get a kettlebell. So I was like cheering him on. Like, that's awesome. Cause there's so many people that love going to the gym and now they're trying to figure out, okay, how can I do this at home? And I, now is not the time for all of us to spend 10 hours a day on the sofa. That's not going to do any of us any favors. So just, you know, create, create, like someone said today, Oh, I really don't miss my alarm. I love not having one. And I was like, well, hold on. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, like, you don't have to wake up. That's, yeah. Like re-entry, re-entry is going to happen. And so it's going to be a lot smoother and easier for us physically, emotionally, mentally, if we stick to some sort of routine right now, for sure. Oh, yeah, of course. I've, that's what I've been talking to people about um, as we we're playing trivia with um, some listeners and um, yeah. We're interacting in different ways just to try to give them uh, some kind of something to look forward to that's an activity, um, something to keep them busy, yeah. or keep their kids busy so yeah. they can have 10 minutes in the mm-hmm. bathroom to cry, <laughs> you know, whatever it yeah. is that you need yeah. to yeah. get through this. And um, yeah, and so, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, when I was been talking about this, it's, you know, it's a, a lot about displaced people within the RV communities for those people that are, and it's yeah. not people that are, it's actually not the RV as much. It's more the van lifers um, mm-hmm. because their gyms where they take their showers have been taken away. Their coffee yep. shops where they yep. work have been taken away mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, the grocery stores where they get their water refills or, you know, their, their yep. foods have been taken away as well. And so it's about like trying to make sure that they have the right resources to really work, um, within that. And then once they get somewhere, they need to create a new routine uh, because their Absolutely. routine is completely mm-hmm. out the window. And that's part of the risk of this lifestyle, even with full-time RVers, but not as much because yep. we can contain and we can, I'll say hoard in a way, but uh, not hoard, but we can <laughs> fill up our uh, reserve water tank yeah. and, you know, we can dump yeah. at different stations, you know, it's, so it's a very different uh, style, but I think, um, What's really important right now is that people have that holistic approach. Yeah. And it's, you know, studies show that when we are stressed out, our wellness and fitness plans are usually the first thing that we throw out the window. You know, how many of us have said, oh, I I, I can't work out today. I just don't have time. And, you know, here and there, that's okay. But I'm just trying to emphasize to my clients right now that we practice our holistic well-being all the time so that in times like this, it's just a muscle that we flex. It's just a muscle that we go back to. It's like muscle memory, like riding a bike. And um, so, yeah, we're going to have days where the routine is going to feel different. We're going to have to figure it out. It's okay if it doesn't look like it did before because life isn't looking like it did before. Um, But now is not the time to you know, wallow in in despair and and throw all that out the window because we really we really need it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then with, you know, that's actually a really good point is like our viewers, we, we do this on a constant basis, like this, the self isolation. And, um, when we travel, it's not like we're, we're around people all the time. And so our minds have already adapted to the situation where it's not as stressful. Um, right. But it's still stressful to be uprooted. Um, you know, 
yep. we kind of always plan for that because of boondocking and that culture, like even in the in-between. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. always ready when I'm in a Walmart parking lot. Hey, you're not allowed to be here. Okay. Exactly. Or, exactly. Um, you know, yeah. on the side of the road somewhere. Um, so you kind of almost are ready yeah. planned for these extremes. So Totally. It really, home is where you park it. It's such a cliche now, right? But it, I just, it's like you. we embrace this temporary way of living and home really is where we park it. And, and so we just had to really kind of remind ourselves of that this week. I just am trying to stick to facts as much as I can and not let the emotional side of this take over. And so I do see people saying things like, how did you check in at that campground? I thought all campgrounds are closed. And I understand why people are saying that, but I'm, I'm trying to be quick to say, please check Camp Hindium or, you know, please, please talk with your camp host because the fact of the matter is that these campgrounds are companies. Um, and I think a lot of them realize that they can't displace people. And a lot of people like month to month, they, they've signed something with the campgrounds. And so it's just simply not true that there's not uh, campgrounds available, but it does take a little bit more digging right now and talking. I mean, we checked this morning before we drove two and a half hours over here and they said, we're ready to welcome you. We have a sanitary check-in process. Um, so that was just good extra peace of mind, but for sure, you know, what Camp Indium is doing is such a lifeline for us. I mean, I'm refreshing it every, every few hours and they really are updating it. I'm very grateful for that resource. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're doing an amazing, amazing job. And, um, you know, there's, there's people out there that are, um, you know, creating petitions to keep RV campgrounds open, uh, like at trunkcampermagazine.com, um, I think it's, I think it's ARVC. Um, and that's the, um, basically national RV park association. Um, you know, they're okay. working with lobbying yeah. in, in Congress and making sure that people are educated on the right. Each uh, state has their own association who are working on that. So I think that that message is getting across. Our plan, at least for the next two weeks, is just avoiding large cities and staying put. And so we are staying put here. We're not traveling anymore. We made sure that we had enough gas uh, like a week ago so that we didn't even have to touch a gas station today. Like there really are ways that you can hit the road if you absolutely have to um, and not interact with a lot of people. You know, we used to we were joking earlier that we would go to the grocery store when we were out of our favorite things. And now we're going to go to the grocery store when we're out of everything. Like we are literally going to go through everything before we do that. And so there are ways that we can be even more, you know, minimalist minded, I guess, right now and, and not be so quick to to jump in the car and, and expose it ourselves. It says a lot because I know how big of uh, a minimalist you are and, and we are because of this <laughs> lifestyle. So to, for a minimalist to yeah. say that we're going even farther into it, that's crazy. But yeah, like Matt and I, we went grocery yeah. shopping yesterday, um, but we okay. literally had like two slices of bread, no eggs. Yeah, um, it was time. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think that uh, there are people that are doing the right things. And, um, you know, it's all about trying to find our balance again. Yeah, we really are all in this together. And I think what we all do might look a little different, you know, like our viewers versus someone that has kiddos at home and is figuring out how to homeschool for the first time. Um, and some people can't work from home. And so they're just at home with kids trying to figure that out. So I just think there's, there's a great importance of just taking care of our well-being and, and tapping into taking sort of a temperature of where our stress is and uh, just taking it day by day and being kind to ourselves and kind to each other and uh, reaching out, there's still so many ways to connect. The The wellness company that I get all my education and resources from declared 2020 as the year of social connectivity. And so the last couple of weeks, they've kind of had to sort of walk that back. But what's amazing coming out of that is really, there's so many ways to connect. We don't have to, you know, gather in groups right now, just reach out to loved ones and FaceTime and uh, share your stories and ask for help. And I think we'll all get through this together that way. You've been listening to Parklandia, a show about national parks. Parklandia is a production of iHeartRadio.
Created by Matt Kerouac, Brad Kerouac, and Christopher Haziotis. Produced and edited by Mike Johns. Our executive producer is Christopher Haziotis. Our researcher is Jesslyn Shields. A special thanks goes out to Gabrielle Collins, Crystal Waters, and the rest of the Parklandia crew. And hey, listeners, if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people like you find our show. You can keep up with us on social media as well. Check out our photos from our travels on Instagram at Parklandia Pod and join in on the conversation in our Facebook group, Parklandia Rangers. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And as always, thank you for listening. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.